the Holy Family Chapel Hill podcast, where you will find our weekly sermons, as well as the occasional reflection, conversation, or interview. We are glad you are here. Welcome. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Because it is true, when all is said and done, that is why we are here. We are here because we believe when all is said and done, what makes us Christians is true. That is no small thing in a time when many no longer believe truth is possible or even that it matters. There is the question, however, of what the it is that we take to be true. Because Christians are often thought to believe 27 impossible things before breakfast. (laughs) Some think truth applies to those beliefs that have passed some test that is generally accepted as determining truth from that which is doubtful. Yet what we take to be true as Christians is not some collection of beliefs that are generally recognized as being non-problematic. Such beliefs may have their place, but what we take to be true is a different reality. The truth that determines our lives is a person. His name is Jesus. Jesus told us that he is the very Son of God, and we rightly believe that to be true. We believe that to be true, however, because he lived a life that was true to who he said he was. Namely, he was the one who would be crucified, who would die, only to be raised from the grave to gather his people to himself. It seems a bit odd to say what we believe is true is a person, even if the person is Jesus. I do so, however, as a way to suggest why this day, that is, all saints, is so important for our faith. It is not an accident that we are charged to remember the saints, which we do every Wednesday at Midweek Eucharist, because their lives have been made possible by the life of Jesus. Ours is a faith whose truth depends on witnesses. Put abstractly, we are a people who believe our lives only make sense in the light of a contingent fact of history. When I lived in South Bend, there was an upscale Bend's clothing store, interestingly enough, called Gilbert's. They were so sure of their standing as the best men's clothing store in northern Indiana, they had as a slogan, one man tells another. 
The only problem with that slogan is they used it on their ads and TV to say how word got around about their excellence. <laughs> Irony was not long at South Bend. <laughs> what could they do, however, as an alternative, given the, the competition of the clothing stores that had just come around in the new shopping centers? But one man tells another, it's the way Christian faith works one person telling another. The truth that is Jesus rides on the back of witnesses whose lives are incoherent if Jesus is not who he says he is. In the words of Cardinal Suhart, to be a witness does not consist in engaging in propaganda or even in stirring people up, but in being a living mystery. It means to live in such a way that one's life would not make sense if God does not exist. We, we live, however, in a shopping center world, even if the shopping center has become the internet. In general, most of us want what we call true to be non-problematic and, if possible, certain. Are faced by the fragility of all claims of truth, Many simply give up on any account of truth that would commit them to standing by what they say. The result too often is a cynicism whose result for many is to produce lives that cannot be lived. They have lives that cannot be lived because the cynic cannot help but turn their doubts on themselves, having a life that makes no purpose. Some, in a desperate attempt to find something that is free of doubt, think they can take refuge in some theory to ensure the truth of what they believe. But if you need a theory to underwrite the conviction that Jesus was raised from the dead, you ought to worship that theory, not Jesus. That is why I began by claiming what we believe is true is Jesus. You cannot get behind Jesus to a deeper reality. He is as deep as it gets. This is obviously serious business. If what we do here is something less than true, then we are surely making a great mistake by trusting our lives to a story of a life that for many seems no more than a reassuring fable. That is particularly the case in a time when it is assumed that people with religious convictions bear the burden of truth. Too often I fear that results in some who remain Christian justifying their being so with reasons that have little relation to the, root, to the, to the worship of a crucified Messiah. I do, not I do not deny that to emphasize the significance of truth is a problematic evangelistic strategy in the world in which we find ourselves, the world of the internet. Christianity for many centuries provided the structures that made sense of the world, but that is no longer the case. There is no doubt many reasons for the increasing number of people who describe their religious conviction as nuns, but in the absence of any compelling claim that truth matters for the Christian, 
we have little way to respond to such. And then there's the problem of tolerance. We're not allowed, we are allowed to believe whatever we like as long as we do not expect anyone else to believe what we believe. Tolerance may be a virtue, but it can play havoc with attempts to be serious about truthfulness. There is a story about the philosopher Wittgenstein and his friend Jury that I think relevant to these matters. Wittgenstein and Jury were taking a walk in Dublin and found themselves confronted by a street preacher. This self-appointed evangelist was shouting at the few he had, he had attracted. He was demanding that those he had gathered needed to be saved. As Wittgenstein and Jury walked away, Wittgenstein observed that if the preacher believed what he said, he would not have used that tone of voice. The saints are those among us whose lives reflect the appropriate tone made possible by their worship and praise of a crucified Lord. Their lives and death, particularly their death, testify that their lives are true. Accordingly, the saints are witnesses to the one who teaches us what it means to be saved. For it turns out, as Rowan Williams maintains, that the saints are witnesses who establish the truthfulness of their convictions by giving evidence that turns out to be their lives. This is what the saints do for us. But their very lives, by their very lives, they exemplify what it means to be overwhelmed by the truth that bears the name Jesus. His life unleashes lives that make possible the discovery that we are a people blessed to be surrounded by those whose lives we can call true and their extraordinary variety. So let us thank God for the lives of the faithful who have made Jesus known to us. In the Book of Common Prayer, we find this prayer. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Give us grace to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living that we may come to those ineffable joys you have prepared for those who truly love you, through Jesus Christ our Lord, with whom you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. When all is said and done, we are here today because it is true that Jesus is the Christ. It is here we are joined with those across time whose lives have been formed by the story of Jesus. Their story, their lives, bless our lives, making it possible to live as joyful witnesses to the one that is the truth. Praise God for the saints. Amen.
Thank you for joining us today. You can find out more about the Church of the Holy Family at holyfamilychapelhill.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week. Peace be with you. Oh,